Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. And this is episode 179 of the Michigan Sports Truth Post Game Edition on Talk Shoe. I'm Taylor Phillips along with Lewis Tenor. How are we doing tonight, Lewis? We're doing fine. Good. Good. Yeah, there's a wild game that went on tonight, but I'll get to that when we get to the scores later, but this game was wild. Yeah, 8-7 Penguins win. That's the one. Oh, yeah. As seen on on NBCSN. Yeah. But uh, our focus tonight is on the Red Wings and the Canadians. It was a 1-0 game, the lowest of all scoring affairs. Carey Price went against Jared Coro in net, and Coro shut out the Canadians. A minor league goaltender who has now pitched two shutouts, one last week on the road, or last two weekends ago on the road on a that's on a Thursday, that's two Thursdays ago in Los Angeles at Staples Center against the Kings, and then one today at home against the Montreal Canadiens. Carey Price has been... uh, I mean, Carey Price uh, has actually been inconsistent um, in, in most games, in most of his starts. You know, but his two shutouts... uh, for a statement. And um, for Thomas Vanek's goal, very late in the second period, um, Franz Nielsen took a shot from the point. It would have gone either wide or off the post, but Thomas Vanek was there just to stand there, and the puck deflected off of his body and into the net off of uh, Carey Price's glove and into the net. And that was the lucky break that the Red Wings need because had it not gone in, had it not deflected in or gone in any way, shape, or form, Regulation would have ended scoreless, forcing overtime, and who, and who knows what the hell might have happened. But for the Red Wings to shut out the Montreal Canadiens is uh, quite a bonus. They've now won two straight against two good teams, both at home. But if anybody thinks that the Red Wings uh, might use it to come back and uh, keep that playoff streak going. 
including Justin Rose from uh, WXYZ ABC Channel 7 in Detroit. They're crazy. In three ways. Number one, it's too early to to determine. It's too early to guess whether they're making a playoff run or not. Two great wins against two good wins against two great teams doesn't mean anything yet. It's only a two-game winning streak. It, it's a big. It's it's against two big teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are in second place in the Montreal in the uh, Metro, Metropolitan Division two nights ago, and then today the Canadians, Montreal, leading the Atlantic Division. Those are two marquee games. The Red Wings uh, have the Bruins next. They're another good team. That's going to be on Wednesday at 7 on NBCSN's Wednesday Night Rivalry, an early game which actually uh, usually drops its puck at 8 o'clock Eastern, but but it's going to be 7 o'clock. But um, the Bruins can't be taken for granted. They're not quite as uh, top dog as uh, the Penguins and the Canadians are as of right now. The Bruins are at least somewhat in the middle of the pack in, in the Atlantic Division, maybe a little bit better, but not quite elite. But the Red Wings can't take them for granted. The Red Wings might there there may be a sign where the Red Wings may uh, turn down their play just a notch or two, and we'll have to see about that one too. But number one, again, it's too early to guess if the whether or not the Red Wings may make it back into the playoff picture in time. Number two, the Red Wings don't don't stand much of a chance of making the playoffs anyway because they're still in like the bottom three in the Eastern Conference and the bottom two, maybe the bottom three in the Atlantic Division. Take a look at the standings right now. The Red Wings having won two straight, but still at the bottom of the barrel somewhere. They are in they are barely in third to last place. Fourteenth place in the East. Eight games out, six games out, rather, 
that's six points out of the Philadelphia Flyers for the wild card division. Flyers have 50 and the Red Wings have 44. The Wings are between the New Jersey Devils, who have 45 points, and the Buffalo Sabres, who have 43 points. The, the Islanders have 42. The Tampa Bay Lightning have 46. Florida Panthers, 48. Senators above them with 48, but 22 wins over 20 for Florida. Carolina Hurricanes, 49. It, it, it Truthfully, as you can look at the standing, at the look, look at the entire wild card standings, can sort each team out by the amount of points. It, it's still a race. It's still a neck and neck race. But the Red Wings are six back. It looks like a neck and neck race for the entire conference, but the Red Wings are still six back. It seems a lot closer than it sounds. Yeah. I mean, six points in the middle of January is really nothing. Yep. So, um, I, I, I may not, so the Red Wings, uh, come back to, to the, uh, playoffs for a 26th straight, uh, playoff appearance is still in doubt. It's not, it's possible, but it's still in doubt. But number three, if the Red Wings make the playoffs again, which is not needed, then they're going to, then chances are they're, they're still going to lose in the first round. Again, like they have in four of their last five seasons. And that's not good. That makes the playoff streak irrelevant. And I'm not the only one that pointed it out. Jeff Moss, of the uh, the founder of the Detroit Sports Rag and editor-in-chief, still writing his articles. He may have to write one about Justin Rose's uh, hot take that the Red Wings... Uh, may have a turning point with those two big wins over Pittsburgh and Montreal. So so that having that being said at number three and final, the Red Wings don't need to make the playoffs. They in fact they shouldn't, because if they don't, that that's actually better for the future for their future, their youth movement. If they if they still went ahead and kept tanking, like Jeff Moss pointed out, they would they would point 
they would get a much higher draft pick, maybe even number one. And that's saying a lot because you need top draft picks for your future. Stop kicking young players to the curb, Ken Holland. And stop being a salary cap era douchebag. Any old man. So there's your three. Again, number one. Too early, still too early to guess. It's only January, and the Red Wings are still six games back of the Philadelphia, six points back of the Philadelphia Flyers. Number two, the Red Wings are still in doubt of making the playoffs. They still have a chance of not making the playoffs, too. And number three, they need to miss the playoffs. So those two wins in totality over Pittsburgh and Montreal, the Penguins and the Canadians, I state I say are for the hell of it, at least for now. Well we'll still have to see it we'll we'll still have to wait and see what happens. It's all this is this is another wait and see approach situation here. But I but like Jeff Moss, again, I would like to see the Red Wings finally end their 25 playoff appearance streak. 25 season playoff appearance streak. Because then maybe Ken Holland will wake up and realize it's, it's now time to change everything, time to make the youth system even better. Time to give the younger guys a shot. All the younger guys, even Tyler Bertuzzi, Eric Tangrady, Robbie Russo from the Grand Rapids Griffiths, Coral's on Jared Coral is already getting his shot. He got two shutouts for Christ's sake. Maybe Ben Street or Kyle Criscolo. Those guys apparently, I'll bet, won a shot at the NHL. Think about getting, think about trying to invite those guys to an NHL shot, Mr. Holland, for a change. But first, work on tanking. Work on missing the playoffs. Working on getting that top draft pick. Stop that irrelevant playoff streak and stop getting knocked out of the first round. Save all the embarrassment for yourself and for your franchise.
So that's it. That's all I've got for the Red Wings tonight. So there you go. The Red Wings, uh, two straight big wins, but you can't count out you cannot count out missing the playoffs if you're more of a devoted fan like Jeff Moss, myself, and Brian Kavanaugh and uh, Grammy DTM's SEZ. I still say the Red Wings are are not making the playoffs. Maybe I'm sounding hopeful. Maybe I'm only sounding hopeful, but And uh, Grimey says he doesn't think this team, the Red Wings, is capable of uh, creating a turning point out of those two big wins over this this past weekend over the Pens and the Habs in three nights, including tonight. I mean... Those are those were two marquee games that the Red Wings won. I'll give them that. Regardless whether I want them to win or the, to lose. But I just don't think this team is going to make it and I don't want them to make it either. Being hopeful and uh, being realistic still are two two different things even though we say the same things. Even if you put them together, they're still different. So um, I forgot to announce uh, Ian Kinsler could be a quote-unquote fallback option for the Los Angeles Dodgers if they don't get Twins second base, Minnesota Twins second baseman Brian Dozier. Also, the Tigers can ter- could turn into an in- could turn to uh, an internal slot for this for their center fielder. Lot. internal candidate for their center fielder slot. Also, former Tiger 
Pudge Rodriguez is on the edge of immortality. Yeah, I just found a headline uh, from uh, Wojo. That's Bob Wojn. Bob Wojn. Bob Wojnowski saying the Red Wings' young guns learning to fly. Um, they already learned a year, like a year or two ago, and now they are already proving themselves. You know. Andreas Athanasiu and Anthony Mantha, I still want them to keep proving themselves. Not only are they red hot, they are two of the best on this on this Red Wings roster right now, along with Thomas Vanek. Franz Nielsen uh, is not really one of the best. He's got a few goals and assists. He's got a few goals and assists. Not very many, but not very many. He's got he's got quite a few. But um this uh but but the rest but the Red Wings team in general as a whole must miss the playoffs for the better of their future. And tank to get that top draft pick. I don't care if they lose money. Well, if they lose money, that's good. Because the veteran... Because the veterans... Like uh, Justin Applicator, Steve Ott, Drew Miller... And even other young guys like Luke Glendening and um, Gustav Nyquist, they're not proving themselves much. Gustav Nyquist has had an awful year. Riley Sheehan still has zero freaking goals. This season, still six assists, zero goals. The Red Wing the Red Wings must uh, also put up a fire sale too. They need to trade Thomas Vanek. They need to trade Gustav Nyquist. They need to trade Tomas Tatar. They need to release Steve Ott. Steve Ott needs Steve Ott should have retired last summer. Just a Steve Ott, still unbelievably, still unbelievable as I view it, of 
an extremely asinine signing, free agent signing by Ken Holland. A one-year, $900,000 contract. And Jeff Blaschel keeps turning to Steve Ott because he thinks Ott is the answer instead of Mantha and Athanasiu. But yeah, keep putting him out there, you morons. Especially in the clutch when um, Ott can't do shit. He's only got one goal and one assist this season. Or two assists, whatever. But Steve Ott doesn't have any anymore. He should have retired before... After last season, I'm not kidding. That's because Ken Holland wanted to keep kicking Anthony Mantha and Andreas Athanasiu to the curb. He also signed Darren Helm, already injury-prone for the past few years, to a seven-year, to a six-year, thirty-some-odd-year, thirty-some-odd-million-dollar contract extension that son of a bitch and the list goes on and on but uh, I, I mean I mean all you devoted Red Wing fans know every every single disaster that Ken Holland kept creating so uh, I'm not going to bore you with those you already know them so, um, the Lions, still uh, eyeing free agency in their off season when the playoffs resume. The Lions have signed two to, to future deals. According to NFLTradeRumors.co, practice squad contracts expired for Lions wide receiver Rashad Ross and offensive take uh, offensive tackle Jason Weaver.
Okay. Other other Red Wings news here. Oh yeah, the Red Wings. Uh, yeah, seven o'clock NBCSN coverage of which starts with NHL Live on NBCSN, followed by puck drop at eight. So, pardon me for the for the mistake. The Red Wings improved in nineteen nineteen and six with their with their win earlier today. Apologies, I I uh, had to uh, con- to uh, troubleshoot the uh, washing machine here. Here's a here's an article here. The, will the Red Wings deal Thomas Anik from winging it in Motown by Corey? He's 32. His cap hit is 2.6 million. It expires later this month, later this calendar year. No clauses. Vanek is the most obvious player Ken Holland needs to trade. Trade deadline February 28, 2017, at 3 p.m. Eastern. Hall, uh, Vanek has had a very good comeback this season for the stage of his career, and has been one of the one of the Red Wings' best players. It's a shame the Red Wings did not have Vanek a few seasons ago. He could have been a key player to help them advance in the playoffs and be more than just a wild card team. Currently, according to Cap Friendly, Detroit has $4,652,955 in cap space next season if the cap were to remain at 73 mil. Remember, Tomas Tatar will be a. Remember, Tomas Tatar will be. Be a restricted free agent, and will take up most of that, barring him being traded. Also, the expansion draft will give you some additional space, depending on who is selected. However, with the rules for protecting players in the expansion draft, the current projected projected cap space, and the state of the team, there is no logic in keeping Vanek past the deadline. With that in mind. Vanek is a very attractive piece for teams looking to make a cup run, Stanley Cup run. The Red Wings must get something in return for him, for him that will help build for their future. He doesn't cost much at all in terms of cap space, which means Vanek is in play for almost all playoff teams. He can slide right into a team's top six and power play, adding that extra scoring punch that teams desperately need in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I believe Holland will receive a, a few good offers for Vanek. He should create a bidding war. Vanek could also be the player teams call about after they strike out on a bigger prize and end up overpaying the Red Wings to acquire him. Holland needs to get as much as possible, there, but there is no doubt with the team currently on the outside of the playoff hunt, Vanek must be traded. Hopefully there's a team which thinks Vanek puts them over a top over the top and nets the Red Wings a solid return. Now let's turn to Kyle McElmurray for his take on for his take on breakdown specifics of a Vanek trade. Question number one, what could a trade for Thomas Vanek bring Detroit? 
Kyle McElmurray says, at Kyle WIIM on Twitter, by the way, I don't think Panic is going to net you a first-rounder. I think the asking price should certainly start high, but inevitably come down. Ideally, for a guy like Vanek, who is no mystery to NHL teams, to NHL teams at this point of his career, you'd like to get a second-round pick and a middling prospect. Since the contract expires at the end of the season, the Wings can also sweeten the deal by retaining by retaining some salary. Maybe a team like the Penguins wanted to want to add another scoring dynamic dynamic to their team. Montreal, the Canadians, the Chicago Blackhawks. Question mark. He'll definitely be in demand for contending teams. I mean, Andrew Ladd returned returned a first round pick, and Marco Dano for crying out loud. If traded, the ideal projected deal could be. That's question number two. Best case scenario, and I'm just spitballing here. The Penguins are dead set on adding adding a guy like Bannock. I think the Red Wings should ask for a pick, ask for a pick, and a prospect. 2017 second round pick and Oscar Sunquist could be a good package to request. Ideally, ideally, I like to get a guy like Derek Pouliot, but he's a big name prospect. I think the Wings would need to add the deal to make something like that get, gain any traction. So, so that's the end of this article, actually. Right now, I'm going to share this on Facebook. But uh, Vanek's the biggest part, it appears, of uh, what should be, what needs to be Ken Holland's fire sale going into this, going into this upcoming trade deadline on February 28th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Guys like Vanek, guys like Nyquist, Steve Ott, Tatar, whoever else is listed on there. According to uh, Jeff Moss's uh, followers and my followers as well, Um, the Red Wings uh, need to keep it. So uh, to sum it all up, what we what I taught my listeners just tonight on this live on this podcast here was the Red Wings need to get totally younger. They don't need any more washed up veterans anymore. On this on this roster, yet Ken Holland has continued to do so over the last uh, over the last two decades, and since 2009, the veteran movement has declined. Since since 2009, when they lost the Stanley Cup in Game Seven at home to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Their veteran movement has declined, 
and Ken Holland continues to kill it and hold back his youth movement, which is totally awful. The declining of the veteran movement has made the team, the entire organization, decline. And that is a disgrace to the Red Wings' four Stanley Cup championships in our lifetime since the salary cap era. And Ken Holland, his uh, general manager, generally managerial philosophy for this franchise is to keep sticking with the salary cap, keep using it, keep using it up, I may add, Despite, despite its youth movement, who, that is dying to get in the NHL and prove themselves that they can push this Red Wings team maybe to even the top, maybe even make a, make a deeper run at the Stanley Cup, because that's the, which is the objective. You can't just back into the playoffs just to appear in the playoffs. That's what the Red Wings have been doing ever since they made it to a conference final in 2009. Only first and second round exits in the cup playoffs. Especially four first round exits in the last five seasons in the playoffs. Not too embarrassing, but it's it's uh, quite bad enough. You all can sense it. We all can sense it. The world can sense it. It's out there. And it needs to stop. So there goes that. Any uh, Pistons news here? Let, let me look at this list. New NBA stories on Carmelo Anthony, the Pistons, Spurs, and more. Uh, let me look at the link on InsideHoops.com. There we go. It says here in the middle section of this article for the Pistons, Contavious Caldwell Pope, right now being injured, will become will become a restricted free agent at season's end, but the Pistons have been loud about their desire to retain him. And the sentiment apparently flows all the way to the top. During a brief interview with Reporter Sunday, Pistons owner, owner Tom Gores ex- expressed a, de- a strong desire to retain the 23-year-old sh- shooting guard. 
even if it means Caldwell Pope, signing Caldwell Pope to a maximum level contract. I know can Gore said, quote, I know Contavious well. He's a hard worker. He's reliable and he's, improve, and he's improving every day. He should be a piston. That's just the bottom line. He he has what it takes to be a piston. So there's that. But um, KCP has got to be elite to earn that spot. He's not terrible, but he's not good enough. Justin Spiro pointed, pointed that out at Darko State News, the editor-in-chief of Grant, GregHenson.com. Also follow Greg Henson on Twitter at, at Greg Henson. Listen to listen to his show, Greg Drew and Jim on ESPN 961, every weekday from three to six. Contavious Caldwell Pope, as Justin Spiro pointed out yet again today on the uh, Spies Like Us edition uh, segment of the Schuling Report today, every weekday from 1 to 3 on the Team 92 on FM, WQTX in Lansing, ESPN 961 is WMAX in Grand Rapids and Holland. Contavious Caldwell Pope is a B or B-minus player, and... Um, Caldwell Polk needs to bring more to the table. So there goes that, and um, I'm going to take care of some laundry again. So, uh, Lewis, I'm going to I'm going to shift it to you. All right, so take it away. Okay. Uh, to start with, I'm going to start with not a final, but a game that just started: the Clippers and the Oklahoma City Thunder. As Westbrook will try to get his 21st of the year, uh, the Lakers, the Clippers are now up six to two. Uh, 10.06 to go in the first quarter. Whoops. Sorry about that, folks. I love medical health. All right. There we go. Now on to the other scores of the NBA. And most of these were day games today due to the holiday, of course. And what was the in round two of finals rematch from last year? The Warriors uh, handled the uh, Cavaliers easily, 126-91. No contest there. Iman Shepard had... 15 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 steals. Jermon Green, uh, 13, a triple-double, 13 points, 11 assists, and 11 points. But he got in trouble in the game. I'll explain that in the news. Uh, Jazz, uh, Suns lead the Jazz 80-79 to as the third quarter just came to an end. Rudy Gobert, 11 points, 12 rebounds, 1 assist. Eric Bozo, I mean Bledsoe, 24 points, 9 assists, and 7 rebounds. Hawks just edged the Knicks 108-107. That's right, they did it again. They got a, they blew it at the end. Yep, dirty. Yeah. Um, 108-107. Dennis Schroeder, 25 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. Carmelo Anthony, who needs to be traded or put in front of a firing squad, was 30 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 assists. Yep, blew it again, buddy. Wizards over the Blazers, 
120-101. Damian Lizard, I mean Lillard, 22 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Markeith Morris, 17 points, 13 rebounds, and 6 assists. Not bad for a guy who, not bad. Um, Sixers over the Bucks, 113-104. Joe Embold, 22 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists. The Greek Freak himself, 23 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. I cannot say his name for the life of me. So I'm just going to say Greek Freak from now on. Pacers uh, over the Pelicans, 98-95. Terrence Jones, 15 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. Jeff Tehege, 16 points, 10 assists, and 8 rebounds. And the Nuggets over the Tragic, uh, Magic, 125-112. Ethel Payton, 20 points, 12 assists, 4 rebounds. Nikolai Joik, 30 points, 11 rebounds, and 3 assists. And finally, the Celtics over the Hornets, 108-98. Marvin Williams, 21 points, 4 assists. Isaiah Thomas, 35 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists. Cavs were outscored by 32 points with LeBron on the court today. Wow. And Draymond Green had his 17th triple-double of the season. At Ty Hall of Famer, Guy Rogers, for second with the most in Warriors history. Hmm. Interesting. Um, interesting note here, because of the Los Angeles Kings hockey game today, this afternoon, the floor of the Staples Center didn't get put down to around 6 p.m. local time. That's about an hour and a half ago. Um, that's 9 o'clock here. That's an hour and a half ago. Which threw off the pregame routine of notoriously early arrival, Russell Westbrook said he wasn't very thrilled with that. Yeah, now he's got an ego problem. Uh, let's see here. Celtics guard Isaiah Thomas scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, yesterday, is averaging the league best to 10.1 fourth quarter points per game. Not bad. All right, so now we'll check the standings, unless I missed anything else here. Okay, now we'll check the standings. In the East, uh, Eastern Conference, Cleveland is up by is 29-11, up two over the Raptors, which are 27-13. and Celtics are 26-15 and at three and a half back. Atlanta, five and a half back at 24-17. and Washington is 21-19, eight back. The Pacers are also 21-19 and 8-back. The Bulls are 21-21 and 9-back. And the Bucks are 20-20, also at 9-back. Charlotte is 20-21, 9.5-back. The Pistons are 19-24, 11.5-back. The Knicks are dropping like a rock right now, 18-24, 12-back. Sickening. Magic are 17-26, 13.5-back. At 15.5-back are the Magic at 13-26, Boy, uh, Miami is 11 and 30 at 18 and a half back, and the hapless Nets are 8 and 32, 21 back, which are AKA this year's Philadelphia 76ers. Oof, ooh, that was bad. Okay, West Warriors are 35 and six, um, and right now, uh, three and a half back at the Spurs at 31 and nine. The 
Rockets are 32 and 11 at four back. Clippers are seven and a half back at 20 and 14. Jazz are 26 and 16 at nine and a half back. Uh, Thunder 25 and 17, 10 and a half back, pending outcome of this game. Grizzlies 25 and 18, 11 back, and the Blazers are 18 and 25, 18 back, who are not even deserving of this uh, ranking at eighth place. The rest of the, the rest of the standings are like this. Dever is 16 and 23, 18 back. Kings 16 and 24, 18 and a half back. Pelicans 16 and 26, 19 and a half back. Wolves 14 and 27, 21 back. Lakers 22 back at 15 and 30. The Mavericks and the Suns are 13 and 27, 21 and a half back. Boy, the bottom half of the West looks absolutely fun. Wow. All right, let's go to the NHL. Uh, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it this way. Thank you. All right. Uh, at the end of the second period, the Coyote, uh, the Oilers lead the Coyotes three to one. Uh, Greer's made Greer's made three two saves today as the Islanders blank the Bruins four to nothing. Uh, Eschel scored twice in, to give the Sabres a 4-1, lead, 4-1 win over the Sabres. Red Wings' Vanek scores late in regulation to give the Red Wings a 1-0 win over the Canadians, a.k.a. the Habs. Uh, ben Bishop comes up big to hold off the Lightning, uh, hold off the Kings, as the Lightning beat the Kings 2-1. Joe Ward gets a goal and assists to lead the Sharks past the Jets 5-2. And um, this was a wild one here. Penguins over the Capitals, 8-7 to seven in overtime. Surprise wasn't a lot more. Uh, um, just give me a second here. Um, oh, yeah, uh, Holt uh, was the game winner. And what a game it was. All right, let's check the standings here for the NHL. And it goes something like this. Okay, in the Atlantic Division, Montreal is 27-12-6 at 60 points. Bruins are 23-19-5, 51 points. Toronto is 20-13-8, 48 points. Also at 48 points are the Senators at 22-15-4. And, and Florida is also uh, 48 points at 20-17-8. Lightning, 21-20-4, 46 points. Detroit, 44 points at 19, 19, and 6, and the Sabres are 17, 17, and I have 43 points. The Metropolitan Division, the one I closely follow, goes like this. Uh, Washington, 29, 9, and 6, 64 points. Wow. And lead the league in points, too. Brenda, you should be very happy. Columbus, 29, 9, and 4, 62 points. Pittsburgh, 27, 11, and 5, 59 points. Rangers hanging around, though, at 28-15-1 at 57 points. That could be easily done. Philadelphia at 50 points with 22-18-6. Carolina, 21-15-7, 49 points. Devils, 18-18-9, 45 points. Sorry, Diane. And the Islanders, 17-17-8 at 42 points. Now to the West. The Wild, 28-9-5. 61 points. Chicago, 
27, 14, and 5 at 59 points. Blues, 23, 16, and 5 at 51 points. Predators, 20, 16, and 7 at 47 points. Dallas, at 44 points at 18, 19, and 8. Ugh. Jets, 20, 23, and 4 at 44 points. And Colorado, dead last, 13, 27, and 1, 27 points. Brother, they ain't going nowhere. Forget it. Pacific, Anaheim is 24, 13, and 9 at 57 points. Sharks, 26, 16, and 2 at 54 points. Edmonton, 23, 15, and 7 at 53 points. Calgary, 23, 20, and 3, 49 points. Kings, 22, 18, and 4, 48 points. Canucks, 20, 19, and 6 at 46 points. And way down at the bottom, Arizona Coyotes, 13, 23, and 6 at 32 points. Oof. All right. Uh, anybody want some hoops? I got some. All right. Well, in the battle of the turnpike between New Jersey and Philadelphia, we had Villanova and Seton Hall, and Villanova just embarrasses my Pirates by the score of 76 to 46. I know a lot of people in North Jersey who are really pissed right now. Uh, Desi Rodriguez, 15 points, uh, three assists and yeah, three assists and three rebounds. Jalen Bronson, Bruzen, 13 points, six assists and two rebounds. Creighton over Xavier, 72-67. Justin Patton, 10 points, nine rebounds, two steals. Rashid Gaston, 12 points, uh, 17 rebounds, 12 points, one assist. Butler over Marquette, 88 to 80. Marcus Howard, 26 points, two rebounds. Talene Martin, 22 points, seven rebounds, and one block. Um, coming to the end of this game, I'm in a close one here. Kansas leads Iowa State 73 to 70 with 26 seconds to go. Frank, um, now 19 seconds to go, 75-70 rather. Frank Mason the third. 16 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist. Monty Morris, 21 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists. Those are the only games in the top 25, but I've got more. Yeah. Look this way. All right. Uh, okay, Syracuse was over North Carolina. Hold it. If I can get that. There we go. All right. Uh, North Carolina over Syracuse, 85-68. Albany over UMBC, 77-50. No, it's not name of a new television network, by the way. Oh. Hartford over Maine, 54-44. New Hampshire over, um, no, Vermont over New Hampshire, 71-59. Stony Brook over UMass Lowell, 86-75. South Alabama, Arlington over... South Alabama, 89-83. Coppin State over Howard, 81-72. Where are you, Howard? Oh, boy. St. John's over DePaul, 78-68. Yes, they won a game finally, folks. Oh, boy. Um, Northern Arizona over Portland State, 83-76. Cookman over Florida A&M, 82-76. Monmouth over Canisius, 76-72. I overlooked that. Marist over Niagara, 893-87 is overtime. 
Cleveland over Cleveland State, excuse me, over Oakland, 76-65. Youngstown, no, Detroit over, yeah, Detroit Mercy over Youngstown State, 81-71. Loyola over Boston University, 77-69. Tough luck to you. Uh, Harvard over Bryant, 70-65. North Carolina Central over Hampton, 64-51. Mississippi Valley State over, no, Southern over Mississippi Valley State, 87-81. Georgia Southern over Louisiana Monroe, just barely, 62-60. Texas State State over Troy, 75-71. Valparaiso, or as I just say, Valpo, over Green Bay, 80-56. Uh, Norfolk, Norfolk State over Delaware, 75-70. Morgan State over North Carolina, AT&T, 82-53. Should stay as a phone company. Oh. And Savannah State over... Um, wait, yeah, Savannah State over South Carolina State, 86-82. Okay, I got some women's uh, action here. There we go. So, if we'll cooperate with me. Ah, I think I got it. Only three games in the top 25, uh, starting with, there we go, Mississippi State over Old Miss, 73-62. to um, uh, Sesmon had 16 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist. Victoria uh, Venice. 23 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist. Tennessee over Notre Dame, just barely, 71-69. Lindsey Allen, 10 assists, 9 points, 6 rebounds. Diamond DeShields, 20 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists. And Virginia Tech just edged Wake Forest, 72-70. Milan Quinn, 15 points, 14 rebounds, 2 assists. Charlotte Hicks, 29 points, 5 rebounds, and 7 assists. Uh, games on the schedule are as follows. Uh, Harper, uh, hold on. Florida Gulf Coast over uh, Kennesaw State, 75-56. Maine over Harper, 73-62. I used to live near there. Uh, St. Francis, Brooklyn over Sacred Heart, 81-74. New Hampshire over Vermont, 57-49. UMass over Stony Brook over UMass Lowell, 83-53. Quinnipiac over Fairfield, 60-55. Bryant over Wagner, 70-61. Central Connecticut State over Brooklyn, 76-71. St. Francis over Robert Morris, 70-55. Okay. Um... Savannah, uh, Savannah State over South Carolina State, 60-49. North Carolina AT&T over Morgan, 67-62. Detroit Mercy over Northern Kentucky, 57-49. Um, Fairleigh Dickinson, uh, Mount St. Mary's over Fairleigh Dickinson, 61-50. They can't buy a game. They can't buy one they tried. Um, Penn State over Wisconsin, 
76-46. And Prairie View over Grambling, 51-49. Stick to football, guys, will you? And um, I believe that will be, yeah, that will be it for the scores there. Uh, we now have um, Phoenix leading, leading Utah 92-90 to with 5.26 to go in the fourth quarter. All right, so now should we get some headlines? I think we should. Yep. All right. Warriors forward Draymond Green got got a hit with a flagrant foul on LeBron, on LeBron James. James. James was in transition when Green tried to cut him off near half court when Green ran to James's shoulder, first into the chest area, and James fell to the floor. But uh, Green thinks that uh, LeBron was uh, milking the uh, injury. So uh, we'll have to see about that. Oh, boy. Coach Chip Kelly, formerly of the 49ers, is being interviewed for offensive coordinator for the Jaguars. Uh, Kelly met with owner Shad Khan for an open-ended interview uh, this afternoon. And Serena advances to the next round in the Australian Open. Well, all I can say to Chip Kelly is good luck and see if you can make something out of Jacksonville after you have uh, just destroyed uh, the the 49ers this year. Yeah, how pathetic can you be? Love you, Chip Kelly. Maybe I should have answered that question. Oh, um, I think I just found a final here. Um, the men, the men's. Uh, you know, you know, I'm gonna wait for that because it just ended. Probably not even up yet. All right. Okay. Um, here we go. Okay, gotta find some more. Okay. Uh, we have we have uh, history making here. Now, I know we don't discuss much of WNBA and uh, women's basketball, but this this is quite a story here. Washington guard Kelsey Plum, who has made a name for herself in the Pac-12, has done a, has done a phenomenal job in her college career. She has scored 3,000 points in her career, making her the first player in Pac-12 history since it became a conference to score that many, and is the first woman uh, to score 3,000 points since Cheryl Miller, Reggie's little sister, 31 years ago. And WNBA star Brianna Stewart, who was playing in Turkey, uh, is returning to the States from China, sorry, from China, not Turkey, to rehab her, uh, I believe, her right knee. Uh, The good news is surgery is not required. Well, thank goodness for that. It's to... uh, Compensate for uh, pay over there. That's why they go to. That's why they go to those places during the off season. All right, uh, Royals left-hander Danny Duffy signed a five million, five-year, sixty-five million dollar deal, taking into two thousand and twenty-one. Duffy was eligible for arbitration this year, and could have become a free agent, but that didn't happen. And I have a five-year. I have a breakdown of how this is going to play out. Um, five million uh, this season. Twenty eighteen is fourteen million. Um, yeah, fourteen million in twenty eighteen. Fifteen point uh, fifteen point two five million in twenty nineteen, and fifteen point five million in twenty 
2020 and its, its final year. Uh, wait, let me read that. Let me read it again. Breakdown: five million this season, fourteen million in 2018. Um, yeah, I think I got it. All right. Okay, now Patriots uh, offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels withdraws his name as possible next head coach for the 49ers and will stay with New England as far as as far as next season is concerned. Uh, McDaniels said he would would give the 49ers an answer by next Sunday. Now looking now they're looking towards Falcons offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan, but he isn't saying anything until the Falcons run is completed this season. Uh, McDaniels did say he was interested in becoming a head coach in the NFL at some point. Just didn't say when. And it does always seem to be a betting man. And if you bet on the Cowboys winning uh, yesterday's game, boy, did you lose a bundle. Um, as the uh, Vegas books suffered a major loss yesterday in what I call the upset of the decade, it was the worst day in the Vegas books had their five-year history of that biggest super book that the betters use. Um, the bets were were hot as of Saturday, as the favorites held on, but yesterday it was called awful beyond belief. Oof. And certainly it was. Um, in the baseball world, um, despite if any rumors are circling around the baseball world, David Ortiz says that his time playing baseball is done, and that includes not just the major leagues, but probably baseball like in uh, Latin America and wherever else. So he says he's done. Yeah. Well, that he is what uh, 40, uh, 41? Mm, yeah. Yeah, but I, I guess it's time to hang him up at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any WWE fans out there, because I, I found something here. WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Superfly uh, Snooker passed away. He was 73. Yep. He was known for his high-flying kite battles with with uh, Rowdy Ryan Piper and uh, Marco. He had, a, he had a great couple of managers, Hall of Famers, Buddy Rogers, and Lou Albano. He was, yeah, I remember that guy. Oh, boy. Very flashy character. That's when I thought. That's when I thought WWF was cool. Oh boy! All right. Uh, well, as we can tell, the matchups in the in the NFC and the AFC are set: Steelers versus the Patriots. But here's the thing: um, Coach Mike Tomlin was addressing his team in a locker room yesterday, and they found the um, video where they found the Patriots were getting. Uh, ready one day early for sun for Sunday's uh, game, and he wasn't pleased by it. And the video got nine hundred thousand views after it was shown. Oh boy! And remember that the um, Pittsburgh game was delayed uh, several hours last night, and they didn't get back to their destination until four in the morning. So they might have served as a disadvantage. All right. Um, Chiefs tight end Travis Cleese blames the referee on last night's loss to the Steelers as a holding call was given on the two-point conversion that would have tied the game, and he had some choice words to say about it, saying that it was not a hold. 
Well, looking at that replay, um, I, I thought it was. I thought I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a hold. I think they made the right call. If they want to argue with me about it, okay, fine. But I call it as I see it too. Anyway, um, okay. Super Bowl t- price tickets drop just minutes after the Cowboys lose to the Packers by 20%, but it was still $3,349 on StubHub. Ticket prices will come down on all in its value, and fewer fans will be coming to the game. Most people expected the Cowboys to win and go to the Super Bowl. That includes me, and ticket holders are not pleased either. Uh, Westbrook did it again last night with his 20th triple-double of the year. We haven't seen that happen since the big O many years ago. Um, and we covered last night's scores already. Okay, that's fine. Um, let's check on the check on the other on the other scores here on the NBA. All right, there we go. Just want to check on a few scores here. Uh, with 113 to go, Suns are leading the Jazz now, 101-99. And the Thunder is now, the Clippers are leading the Thunder, 34-25. Ugh. Uh, Kansas beat Iowa, 76-72. But I'm still looking for another game that uh, happened. Uh, hmm. Yeah, there's a there was a Big East game that uh, just ended a few seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just looking for that. Mm. Oh. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, you were done. I was just looking for it, but uh, yeah, I, I think I am done. That's uh, I think that's about wraps it up. All right. Well, uh, let's see what's on tomorrow night's agenda. I- uh, the Pistons are not playing tomorrow until they're not playing until Wednesday. So both the Wings and Pistons are off until Wednesday. Spartans are off until Saturday. So we've got Central Michigan at Ball State Tuesday at seven. Western Michigan at Eastern Michigan Tuesday at seven. That's that's tomorrow. And then tomorrow at 9, Michigan at number 17, Wisconsin. Hmm. On ESPN. Uh, I I, I believe Michigan is going to lose to Wisconsin big time. Ooh. Really? Yeah, I mean... They've lost uh, two out of the last three at home. They won their last one, 91-85 to uh, Nebraska, but Wisconsin's got to smoke them. Hmm. In Madison, Wisconsin. Hmm. But, um, um, sorry to hear that. Oh, wait, CMU at Ball State, that's women's basketball. The men's team... Post uh, Miami, Ohio, um, 
Wednesday at, at 7. Oh, wait, is that, wait, that's women's basketball. Hang on a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's women's basketball. So I was right the first time. Chips men's at Ball State, both 11 and 6, shoot tomorrow at 7. So with that being, with that gotten out of the way, that wraps up episode 179 of the Michigan Sports Truth Post Game Edition on Talk Shoot. I may or may not uh, have um, a doubleheader in St. Louis, Michigan, Mid-State tomorrow. Um, St. Louis Public Schools have been closed today, but not sure about the events yet. The Twitter, uh, their Twitter handle. Will decide tomorrow morning or afternoon. Probably tomorrow. Oh, they lost. Oh, they lost to Providence. Um, Georgetown lost to Providence, seventy-four fifty-six. All right, that was the one. So for Lewis Tenor, I'm Taylor Phillips. Follow me on Twitter at dt2phillips. Like our Facebook page, the Michigan Sports Truth. Join our Facebook group, the Michigan Sports Truth. TTFN. Ta-ta for now. Bon appetit and happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day, folks. Peace out. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.